Blog Talk Radio. Check them out on Blip TV. They'll be on a Monday, 7 to 8. 
Uh, they'll be doing a special roundtable uh, show in September coming up, so we'll be promoting that down the road a piece. Make sure to check them out. Again, it's Top Rope. You can find them on Facebook. They'll be on Blip TV, so check those guys out. And did a promo with them, uh, so they're going to publicize our show a little bit. So I was on uh, with them for a little bit yesterday. So quid pro quo, if you will. I will promote you guys, so check them out on Blip TV Top Rope. Uh, also, we have to thank M&J Collectibles for letting us be a, a part of the Matt and Rebby signing. It was a good time. Um, and just remember, in the same place, uh, the Enfield Square Mall, it's 90 Elm Street is the exact uh, uh, address. Vader will be there. The man called Vader will be there on September 21st. And just added to that signing will be none other than uh, WWE Hall of Famer Sonny will be there uh, signing autographs. Uh, check that out. M&J Collectibles, so you can find them also on Facebook uh, to get a, a sense of their schedule. Um, but they do their signings over there at the T-Zone at the Enfield Square Mall, so be sure to check them out. And again, we are all over the place. This show is growing in leaps and bounds. You know what? It's not even, it's almost like disrespectful just to call this a show. It's a movement. That's what this is. The Ken Reedy Show slowly but surely is taking over the airwaves. This is where it's at. You want to talk pro wrestling, it's right here. And we are proud sponsors of Wrestle Jam coming up December 8th. So be sure to check out Wrestle Jam. Check them out on Facebook. We're going to be part of uh, that show on September 8th. And I'm going to be a guest ring announcer at that show. So that's going to be a good time. And Coming up shortly, we're, we're finalizing all the details, but we're going to have a, uh, uh, a first-class pass. We're going to be giving away on this show uh, for Wrestle Jam in September, so be sure to listen out and check that out, and we'll, we'll give that away. Because we like giving away prizes here, too, to our listeners. Uh, two happy listeners uh, won autographed pictures from yesterday's signing, so uh, thanks for listening. Dank and Adam, uh, your prizes will be sent out shortly. Uh, we got those taken care of for you. And um, let's get right into it. You know, it's something I got to say. You know, as I was out yesterday doing what I do, you know, this is what I do here. Um, you know, I'm out hustling, hustling, and and you know, meeting people and getting names, and really just you know, rubbing elbows with a-listers, just just being out there doing what I do. And I hear, I get reports sent to me that there's this Bob Arian is on Facebook talking about yours truly, the host here, the namesake for the show, if you will, Say, talking talking kind of garbage about me. Um, and, and when I heard this, my first response, the first question I asked was, who's Bob Arian? I didn't really ring a bell. Um, who is this guy talking about me? I mean, I found it kind of interesting. As I was out on the town in Connecticut, and I was having a lovely meal and, and sitting, uh, you know, I had, had Rebby Sky on, on one side of me, and, uh, you know, our producer was out with us as well, and, and Rosita one of the TNA knockouts was out, and, and Matt Hardy, and we, we were talking to a movie producer about deals and, and you know, things we're going to do in the future and, and 
all sorts of stuff we want to like you know put together and you know as, as I'm just you know hanging out and doing that my my eighth thing uh, is Bob Arian uh, saying stuff about me so naturally I figured I'd go and research the guy and see all right who's Bob Arian turns out that he does this thing called the Gun Show that you can find on YouTube uh, with Steve Off. Uh, that name rings bell, the DOD, uh, Dynasty of Destruction, and the Body Slam Organization fired him. Uh, and they got this show on YouTube called The Gun Show. And it's, it's cute, man. It's cute. It's nice stuff. It's good. They got, they got a little camera there. They uh, sit in their living room, you know. They, they, they make jokes at each other, and then they, they, they laugh. And they got a guy wearing a mask, and it's cute. Good. Good for you. Good for you having a show out there. Really good for you. Um, it's something really. Uh, it's cool. You guys be proud of that that stuff you got going there on on the YouTube. Uh, cute. Real cute stuff. I mean, you know, I, I used to be into doing stuff like that. You know, in high school, getting my camera, hanging out in mom's living room, filming stuff. You know, sitting on the couch doing so. So that's your gig, and that's. You look like you're having a good time. And, and, you know, honestly, my mom had taught me to respect my elders. So I don't want to say anything bad about Mr. Arian. Um, I, I want to I wish him well with everything he's, he's got, you know, all the things he's got going on there. Um, you know, you go and do that stuff. Good for you. It, it's good to stay active. Um, you know, so... Good for you. Um, I'll continue to, you know, have dinners with, with A-listers and, and do my thing and do the show and, and got your thing going. That's good. Good for you. Um, you know, and, and to be honest with you, if if you if you really, you know, got a problem with me, if we if we got to go there, we're really going to go there, Mr. Arian. Um, I'm going to be, I'm planning on being at the next BWO event on August 18th. Uh, the American Legion, Elmwood Park. Um, I'm going to be there. So, uh, yeah, you uh, you got a problem with me? By all means, we we can have a discussion. We we can have a talk. So, you find me. I'm not hard to find when I'm there, and then you know we can have a talk. The, the one thing that actually surprises me with this this whole thing is the fact that um. The DOD didn't fire Bob. I don't know how uh, that um, that happened. I don't know how he still got a job there. Uh, you know, um, yeah, it's good for him. Uh, you know, good for him. So, uh, you know, we're lucky right now. We're gonna. It's gonna be. Uh, we're freewheeling right now. I'm still waiting for day. But since I'm talking about uh, Mr. Bob Arian, uh, we have the champ, and at least finally, you know. Like, Got to get that that name out of my mouth. You know, I'm talking about Bob Arian. Uh, let's let's raise the level a little bit. Let's add some class to this, and uh, let's let's go to the line. And we got Tristan on the line. Tristan, you there? I'm here, Ken. How's everything going? Going all right. How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm not doing bad at all. Sorry, I couldn't call in last week. You know, the champ was hanging out in Bahamas with all the girls. You know how I do already. You got to do what you got to do. Of course. So you know, I, I've been on Facebook lately. And I've been seeing that uh, Mr. Mr. Barbarian has had some uh, some words to say about you that are not so nice. You know, I think you know you and I might have to get together to take care of him and Steve. 
That's right. Steve doesn't work for BWO anymore. He's on the unemployment line. So, yeah, we can both take care of Barbarian together. He's like, you know, lightweight. You got nothing to worry about. The guy's delusional. He has this stupid show on YouTube called The Gun Show. You know, not to be confused with Billy Gunn's Gun Show. You know, this is the original Gun Show. But, uh, you know, you got nothing to worry about. The guy's nuts. You know, he belongs in, in, the, in, the, in the loony bin. Now, how, how did he skate through here? Like, how did the DOD not, not fire this guy? Well, I mean, we, we have a quota for crazy people, and, you know, we've got to keep the quota up. You know, the government gives, you know, the Dynasty of Destruction money, you know, just to keep the crazy people around. So we can't really get rid of Bob Arian just yet. I got you. I guess you know, and, and like I said, I, I think it's cute. You know, he's got that little show, and, you know, when you, you get to that age, it's good to stay active. So, you know, I guess right, good for you know, him and... It's good for old people to stay active. It's good for their circulation. You know, it helps keep you know their Medicaid benefits down. You know, it's it's very good for old people to work out. I hope he you know he eats very well as you know as well too because you know old people got to really be careful with their health these days. Exactly. So so good for him. Good for him. Anyway, what uh you know so what's on tap for you? Who are you going to be wrestling uh, out there on August eighteenth? Well, I'm wrestling. Uh, a guy that was there before, he goes by the name of uh, Damian Darling. He was there before. He's a former BWO tag team champion. That was me. Um, because if he was a ta- former tag champion with me, he'd still be champion, you know? But um, No former about you. Nothing former about me. Everything with Tristan Law is the present. But um, I'm wrestling Damian Darling. He wants to come around back to the BWO. He wants to get a shot at the belt. So I think, you know what? I do charity work. And we'll ask again so no, so no, so no business, you know? Because you know me. I never walk away from a fight. I'm giving away ass things for free. It's a tax write-off. <laughs> so you're going to have no problem with this guy, huh? I'm sorry? So you're going to have no problem with Damien. <laughs> no problems. If I was him, I wouldn't even show up. And who knows, if he's listening and, and he hears, you know, you're talking about him, maybe he won't show up. I mean, it, it'd yeah. probably be in his best interest. I mean, it would be in his best interest. Not to do it. If, it, if, if I was him, you know, I'd probably I'd probably leave the country altogether, you know, because, you know, if he doesn't show up, I might have to look for him. Cause I don't want anybody to think the champ's a punk, you know what I'm saying? I get you. Now, I heard, I've heard rumors around the net, and, uh, you know, the last show, I guess Steve Off bought a ticket. Um, and I guess he's planning on on buying a, a ticket again. I mean, uh, you guys get better security and keep keep those kind of people out. Well, I mean, you know, we we can't turn away a, a fan that wants to pay for a ticket. So, you know, if Mr. Steve off wants to buy a ticket, you know, Section Eight wants to buy a ticket, why not? You know, I don't think the WWE would ever turn away a fan. That's a good point. I mean, you know, John Cena was fired and he he showed up. Exactly. With, with knee pads exactly. on. And the thing I hope as well, too, is that, you know, if Steve Off and, and Section 8 are really fans, I hope they're really following us on Twitter, at Body Slam. You know, those are where the real fans follow BWO and the Dynasty of Destruction. Amen. What else you got going on there, champ? All right. So let's see. Um, make another appearance for ECBW uh, the 17th, the night before. You know, that's going to be my warm-up match for Damian Darling, but, you know, no warm-up needed. Um, you know, did some new, you know, my website guy did some new stuff with the website. You know, he's working on doing some new stuff with the uh, Facebook, integrating that a lot more. Working on putting up some videos on uh, on uh, on YouTube. You can find all the links, all that stuff at www.tristanlaw.com. Um, the cage match, the cage match last week got canceled. 
Is there a you rematch know, scheduled? Is there another date scheduled? Well, you know, you know, once again, I never back away from a fight. So, you know, is there a rematch scheduled? Damn right, there's a rematch scheduled. I heard that the uh, rematch is going to be scheduled for uh, for uh, September. That's what, that's what that's from what I heard. You know, more info to come, of course. But um, I think basically the guy that I was going to wrestle, Mike I knew he got afraid. So, you know, he had to call, you know, Al Roker and schedule like a thunderstorm or something like that, you know? It just, I mean, you know, being the champ and then the most, you know, the most dominant faction in wrestling right now and then you being like focal point, I mean, you know, these these guys are running for the hill. They're running scared. I mean, um, so these, where, good. these guys shouldn't be even lucky that I allow them to get in the ring with me. It's an honor. And you know what? It's it's an honor that, that you call us uh, as often as you do, and I appreciate the time. Again, uh, get, plug the uh, next uh, BWO event. Where can we see you and when and where and how and everything? When? August 18th. Uh, where? One Elmwood, uh, one Legion place, Elmwood Park, New Jersey. It's the American uh, Legion, Elmwood Park. Uh, why? Because I said so. Uh, how? Uh, train, plane, automobile. And uh and, and, and how? I don't know. I said how already. But either way, that's where, that's where you'll see me uh, next because uh, I'm the champ of BWO. You know, there's only one match you can stick around for, and that's the main event, to watch me kick Damien Dow Darn's ass. Hope we could say ass. Hope we didn't offend anybody. But uh, once again, it's July 18th, the American Legion, the Elmer Park. Uh, August 18th. Champ, August 18th. Sorry, sorry. I, you see, I just got my vacations, you know, mixed up because beach party. I was at the beach last July 18th. Things just get confusing. But uh, August 18th, uh, the American Legion, Elmo Park, New Jersey. For more info, go to www.bodyslamwrestling.com. You can always check me out at tristanlaw.com. Follow me on, on Facebook. The address is facebook.com slash tristanlawfanpage. Well, you know what? I, I appreciate you adding a little bit of class here. You know, the, the Bob Ann thing was just something I had to address, but it was We've moved past this. The champ is here. And remember, August 18th, uh, the BWO Beach Party. Come on out and check it out. Champ, thanks for your call. Talk to you soon. Oh, oh, one more thing, one more thing. Sure. There's actually a, a, a bikini contest going on at Beach Party. So uh, any ladies or, or men that want to dress up in a bikini, come on, come on through August 18th because there will be a cash prize for the winner. So once again, August 18th, there's a bikini contest. All you ladies out there, all you hot ladies out there that want to uh, be a part of the contest, and then any of you men that really like to dress up in bikinis, show up that night. There will be a cash prize for the winner. Very cool. Sounds like it's going to be a party. I, I know I'll be there looking forward to partying with the, the DOD because nobody does it better. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon, champ. All right. Thanks. Bye. Oh, finally. There we go. A little, little class and civility in, in this place, you know? I mean... You know, there's stuff we got to address here, but, uh, you know, that's done and over with. And, uh, you know, we're still waiting to get Dave on the line out there on location. He's out seeing Motorhead. You know, and that's what we do here on the show. We're we're rubbing elbows with uh, the greats out there. So Dave's at Motorhead uh, drumming up some publicity for the show. Um, you know what? I'm, I got stuff to talk about, but screw it. Flush the format today. I'm just going to go out to the phones right now. And let's see, switchboard works, switchboard work, there we go. 
Are you there, caller? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? What's up? Hello? What's your name? Who's Who's this? Uh, this is Ken, and who is this? Oh, you know who this is? Who is this? I'm going to give you one guess who this is. Not a clue. One guess. And the law is made to be broken. Wow. So let's. So is is this Bob Arian? I am Bob Arian. <sighs> is this the Ren Kitty Show or whatever you call it? it? It's the Ken Reedy Show. I know. I'll go slow for you so you can kind of keep up. So yeah, it's the Ken Reedy this, Show. Right? Okay. Oh, Ken. Ken. I'm sorry. It mixed it up. It really wasn't important to me. But uh, how you doing, Ken? I'm all right. You really have a radio show. I I do radio. Okay, but it's just hard to to listen to that crap. Law was talking about, but you know what? You you owe me a big thank you, Ken. A big thank you. I do, and why is that? Because I am America's true hero. I saved the world on five twenty one eleven. You don't know what I did to save you. Please elaborate. I can't. It's a government secret. And if I tell you, they will just take me away. You'll never see me again. But at least give me a thank you for saving the world. Remember, they said the world was going to end on 5-21-11. But isn't the world supposed to end this year? Yes, but I'm going to take care of it again, too, just so your radio show lives. I appreciate that. You know what? I will will say thank you. Okay, thank you. Now, what's your issue with me? Uh, You proved you have a radio show. I called in. Wow, I'm famous now. Clap, clap, clap. Well, you know, and that, that's what I'm here for. If I, can, if I can help give you a little bit of exposure, get your name out there uh, a little bit, okay. you know, okay. I'll let you, you know, promote. Like, why don't you tell okay. our, our listeners a little bit about this uh, um, gun show thing you do? Well, the gun show is, is a reality TV show. It's about Steve Wolf and his life outside of the ring at home, you know, where I'm his bodyguard. He's got his housekeeper, whatever. You really got to watch the show to to catch on. I mean, it, it's all legit stuff. Uh, you know, everybody says it's funny and stupid. It wasn't meant to be funny and stupid. It's our real life. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, you wouldn't know. You, you're a radio show guy. You don't live in a real world. No, I, I guess not. This is a, a fantasy world for me. But I, I think it's great you got a, a little thing going there on, on uh, YouTube. With you, well, you where's and your, my man your Dave? I want to talk to a real radio guy. You know, Dave, Dave is actually on on location right now in Hartford. We're hoping to get him on uh, in a in a little bit, so he's he's not on right now. I apologize, but he'll okay. he'll, be back, he'll be back at some point tonight. That's okay. What? Where's Michelle the Diva, man? I, I'm telling you, Pam Greer kicked her butt in that prison movie. And she said it wasn't her. Um, I, I guess it wasn't her. You know, I mean, you know, our producer, she's out there. She's producing right now, so she's uh. Okay. He's taking care of the, right. the other things. Well, let me ask you something. Right. So you're, you're, sure. Who who are you uh, managing right now over there in the BWO? Well, right now I'm a free agent. Uh, the last show, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm up for grabs. Uh, I, I don't have anybody booked for this show. I go in a locker room. Whoever wants to hire me to be their manager, because uh, they know I'm a winner. I, I have more gold than Fort Knox. I bring, I put wrestlers on top. You know, Richie Rotten didn't tell everybody what I did for his career. Do you know that story, what I did for his career? No, I don't. Go ahead, tell us. He was washed up. He was done two years ago. They were writing him out of BWO. They were abusing him. They were kicking him around like a dog. He calls me. 
I retired from the pro wrestling business because I was making movies. I was in Hollywood. He calls me and asks me to come help him resurrect his career, give him another shot in the ring. So you know what I do? I give up my career in Hollywood. I come back to the BWO. I get him in the gym. I get him in shape. Bring him back to that respectable, hardcore level where everybody was afraid of Richie Rotten, the true Richie Rotten. And what does he do? He jumps ship and kicks me out like I'm a piece of meat. That, that's that's heartbreaking. That's wow, what I, this I, did, I didn't know you, you, dysfunction is all about. Why? I mean, uh, like, what? Why are you on the outskirts of them? Like, why, if you're such a big deal and you have like more gold than Fort Knox, if you will, uh, you know, why? Why not because, be part of the DOD? Because they're a bunch of thugs. It's not what I stand for. They cheat to win. That's not my way. Okay, my wrestlers win the fair way. We don't cheat to win. Okay, and what they did to Glenn is a crime. Glenn Ulrich owns the company. Respectable man. Still have a lot of respect for him. I don't know why. I don't know. He doesn't need their money, so I don't know why he jumped to them. I think he was just afraid. I think he was afraid that we're going to make him disappear. So so Glenn, Glenn joined uh, the DOD out of fear. That's what, why else would he? He doesn't need the money. He owns a company. He's a very successful businessman. He doesn't need their money. So what? What plan? Why else are, I mean, do it? You, okay, so you're, you're obviously you're not happy with the, the leadership right now in in the BWO and the DOD running things. So, I mean, are you just going to sit back and take it? I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you really can do. But I mean, what do you what do you think you're going to do with the DOD? There's not much I can do as long as I'm still getting job as a manager. Like last show, I was a manager for QT Marshall. Uh, see who hires me this month, and you know what? Uh, I'm like a hired gun right now, but I- I'm not going to go be a thug and cheat to win. I'm not going to lower myself to lay a level. And you know what? I- I- if they don't have work for me, then I guess they'll kick me out the door too, like they did Section 8 and Steve Off and the other guys they're throwing out. They're throwing everybody out that's a threat to them. Well, I, I think in there, in, in all fairness, I think that they think they're, they're getting rid of the, the dead wood. You know, they're trying dead to wood. uplift the organization into a, a higher echelon of talent. Dead wood. Have you seen Tony Scott? Have you seen That's him? him yeah. yeah. He hasn't had wooden years. Okay. I'm, I'm not privy to his personal info. Well, you check his Facebook out. You know, they put pictures up all the time. He wears a diaper. The man's old. He's decrepit. And Joey the Bull. You know why he's called Beach Party? Because the whales are going to wash ashore when they throw Joey the Bull out of the ring. Oh, you, you got jokes. You got jokes. There are no jokes. It's the truth. Take a look Is at it. it. Does anybody look like an athlete there other than Glenn? Think about it. No. Who's the athlete in that crew? I, I think Mikey Cab looks very athletic. I think Tristan is an athlete. I think collectively they all Let me have tell their you Mikey Cap. Mikey Cap is green. He's a Kermit look-alike. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's lost. Glenn Ulrich is the only thing that's going to keep that team together, and I still can't figure out why Glenn jumped. Well, see, and I mean, I just think you're showing an incredible lack of respect for the. the the class of the organization right there. I mean, that's, that's, 
I mean, you gotta you gotta buy into it or you know hit the bricks. I mean, they're they're it. That's I mean, you gotta fall in line, man. I mean, if you if you ain't no, cheating, no, no. you, you ain't know what? Yeah, listen, they're like the the Tony the Soprano series on HBO. Eventually, when Steve Off is done with them, they're gonna fade to black. All right, you know, if you say so, I think I think at this point we're going to differ. But you know what? I am going to see if you're going to be there on August 18th. I'm going to be there as well. I will be there, uh, Ken. And you know what? I'll be a gentleman. I'll come up and shake your hand and congratulating you on having a, a real radio show because I thought you were just ribbing me on Facebook. Um, you know, I congratulate you on the effort you do to promote the wrestling business. But you know what, Bob Arian here, I got 5,000 fans. Last I looked, you had maybe 821. I think you need me. You know, but I think we're, we're, we're on the upswing, uh, and I think that's really upswing. what we need to look at. Uh, we're, on, this, this, okay. we're on the upswing. I don't, I don't know really if you're on the okay. upswing right now. So. All right. You know, it, well, you know what, I add 100 fans a week. Let's see if you can match that. You know, you I it. challenge you to get as many like and many fans as I have. Maybe me be on your show tonight. We'll put you on the map, you know. And, and I'm right, sure, I, I'm sure fans are going to call in. They're going to have some negative things to say about me. Maybe some positive. You know, I am who I am. I'm a product of the government, and uh, it is what it is. I hear you. I look forward to meeting you, and I too will be a gentleman on on August 18th, and I will shake your hand. Uh, good good luck with everything, and with the gun hey, show, Ken. and. Uh, I we'll thank you, you and, uh, and we'll be looking forward to seeing each other. And please send Dave my hello. I'm sorry I missed him. And tell Michelle she I still think she was in that prison movie. I'm sorry. You got to take it. And there you go, Bob Arian giving us a call. And, uh, you know, good for him. Happy to give him a couple minutes on, on the show. You know, I mean, we're, we're equal opportunity. And if you disagree with someone, you know, it's it's okay. That's what we do here. We bring them all in. We respect all opinions, um, and, and that's what's going on here. So we'll give Bob Arian some time here. And uh, keep doing your little show, man. Keep doing it. Good for you. Stay active. Stay active. Good for you. Good. Keep the blood pumping and stuff as we move on to the upswing. And, you know, I got to go. We got a full bank of calls, so just be patient. We got some calls in there. It's, it's a big show tonight. Big show. Glad to be with you. Keep coming, though. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We're hitting some in stuff right now, guys, which is cool stuff. We're going to get into TNA. We're going to get into some WWE. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. What happened on Monday Night Raw, but we are going to stick with the phones right now. We'll probably get some WWE TNA talk right now because we're going to go out to the best blogger in the world in this business been on hold for a while. Tony, are you there? I am here, Ken. How are you, man? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing tremendous. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear yeah. from you. Kind of a mixed bag today. We haven't gotten to a, a WWE talk yet, so I'm glad to like get you in, and we can kind of start the ball rolling with that a little bit. Um, you know, just guys who don't know, and I think we got some new listeners tonight, and I'm, I'm glad you're all on board. Tony here, best blogger in the business. So you miss any of the shows during the week, you go to thekenreedyshow.com, check out Tony's blog, recaps all the shows, tremendous blogger, gives you real, some opinion, real good synopsis of each show. So this week was 
for well, it was the second three-hour Raw, but to me, I kind of look at it as the first one, the first one that wasn't special, the first. Hey, first, after the, the first thousand, we're going to three, three hours. hours going forward. Yeah, what did you think the, of the three-hour? What did you think of Monday show? It was a lot better than I was uh, expecting it to be. Yeah, uh, going in, I don't know. I think I wrote that at the end of my blog too. Uh, there was a, I actually thought that there were some. Uh, some good matches on there. I you know I don't remember you know what they had, but uh, most of it was good. The only part I didn't care for was the Daniel Bryan psychiatric stuff. But um, I thought that on uh, you know I still think he's a good character though. But uh, you know, like the whole um, anger management thing or whatever that you know the whole thing with him and the um, that I you know, I wasn't really into that into that uh, too much. But I thought the rest of the show uh, was was pre- was. Uh, was pretty good. It was. It was definitely a lot. You know, like I said, I, you know, at first I thought, oh my god, what are they? You know, three hours every week. You know, what are they going to? You know, what are we going to be? What are they going to subject us to? But it was. Uh, I thought it was good. You know, I mean, you know, the way the show started out with uh, CM Punk on the, um, you know, coming out on the, uh, you know, sitting on the announce table and the whole thing with um, him and uh, you know when he was um, ragging on uh, Jerry King Waller. Uh, I, I, I thought he. I thought he cut a really good promo there, and uh, you know, and then. Um, but just about like that, and uh, when Cena came out, I was just like, "Oh God, I hope we don't." You know, but no, he he didn't. You know, and he thank thankfully he he just came out. He didn't speak. He just went after Big Show, or whatever. And then uh, you know, AJ came out and didn't really give any any long winded uh, you know like any long winded speech about how uh, you know it's the first night on the job or whatever. It should be. You know, I thought that opening segment was all right. Um, you know, uh, so so overall, like I said, I, I thought the. This show was uh, was pretty good. Oh, the Sheamus da- and Sheamus Daniel Bryan that 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 match was was great. I, uh, that that was a hell of a match. I was right. I I just you know, I, I really uh, thought that they uh, did a great job there with uh, you know the two of them. I'm curious what your thoughts are because it's fun and hopefully we get them on. Uh, you know, uh, I said Dave's out there promoting the show out in Hartford, and we're gonna get them on uh, a little later on. Um, we actually argued a bit on this on on Facebook on our thread, and I'm curious your thoughts on uh, Del Rio versus Santino. What what did you think of that whole match and everything that occurred there? I wasn't really, well. It was not really much of a match. I mean, it was kind of it was. It, I thought the match was all right, but it was. I mean, you know, no surprise that uh, you know they had Del Rio win that one. Um. But you know, I thought he cut a, a decent promo with Del Rio afterward. You know, with the whole thing saying that, that, that you know Santino and Sheamus and Del Rio beneath him, and that you know he's the whole you know he wasn't gonna he's not gonna get in the ring until SummerSlam. But you know, I, I actually I think his character has been you know like, I think his character is good, but I think it's you know ever since WrestleMania last year where he didn't you know when he lost to Edge, I kind of think the character is still still hasn't recovered from that. It's still kind of gone down a little bit, you know, because, like, when he cashed in the money in the bank at SummerSlam last year, that was, like, yeah, it didn't really work out, too, you know, it wasn't that, uh, you know, it wasn't, didn't work out too great, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, it's weird, because I, I kind of feel like right now, and, and I'd like to know your, your thoughts on this, with, with what's going on right now in Del Rio's character, I, I kind of think he has to win. He has to win that belt. Like, it's just... He's been kind of in the heavyweight slash WWE title picture for a while, and he had a short run of the WWE title. Um, I, I just feel like he has to beat Sheamus. He has to win the world title because I, I just don't know where the character goes from there if he doesn't take the belt. You're, what do you think? Yeah, that's well. That's definitely that's a, that's a 
that's, I think that's a creative problem. You know, it's like, you know, they, they book the guy and, you know, like I say, if they don't have him win the belt, it's like, you know, who's going to, you know, who's going to, Who's going to take him seriously? I, you know, I mean, even the same goes with Dolph. I know he's got the money in the bank briefcase, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that I don't know. I, I don't know if Dolph will cash in at SummerSlam, but you know, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I think Del the, the Rio has got to get the belt at, at uh, you know, come SummerSlam because you know, he really hasn't. Uh, like I said, he, he has. I don't know. He hasn't really been doing doing too much outside of his usual, uh, you know. Mexican, you know, rich uh, aristocrat stick. You know, I mean, it's getting. I mean, it's, he's still good at, it, but you know, it's like kind of, you know, gonna get, gonna start to get old. I mean, you know, it's like if he doesn't, uh, don't put the belt on him. You know, because he's always talking about his destiny to be champion and stuff like that. Um, so you know, I'm, and you know, Sheamus has been champion for four months now. So I mean, you know, I think he's been a, you know, I think he's been a good champion. But you know, I, um, I think they should, yeah, I, think, I think they should put the belt on Del Rio if they want to keep the character fresh. That you know, they, they, uh, but we you know, creative. Uh, they don't, you know, a lot of times. I mean, you know, like I said, with Dolph Ziggler too. You know, it's like they always want to make. You know, they always want to. Uh, when it's time to push someone, it's usually you him, and then they always be. You know, they always bury him. You know, I don't know. You know, you know what I'm saying. What were your thoughts? I just so curious. Uh, you know, before I let you go, what were your thoughts on the, on on Impact? Impact, I thought was. I thought it was good, but not quite as good, not as good as um, as usual. You know, I'm, uh, the, the Aces and Eights, the Aces and Eights stable is uh, the first like the first couple of weeks. I thought it was I thought it was kind of cool, but um, you know, like this week, uh, you know, this whole thing with you know, like James Storm uh, being you know, like uh, Bobby Roode saying that he's the leader, it's just like I don't know, that doesn't really work. You know, it doesn't really work too. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be uh, Double J, who's the uh, Guy behind the whole thing. It's going to be Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot lot of rumors circulating, and I kind of think that, uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett, that kind of makes the most sense. Um, But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows where they're going to go with it. Um, But, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. It wasn't as good as it it had been in the past, but uh, definitely a a decent impact. What do you think about SmackDown? SmackDown I thought was good. Um, you know, um, Orton Del Rio at the end was good. You know, I like that they have Booker the GM and he's off commentary. Yeah, totally so, agree with you. Yeah, so uh, but you know, I thought that the uh, you know the, the that that seg- that segment with uh, you know where he was uh, talking with and with Booker and uh, you know Booker Del Rio and uh, Sheamus, I was uh, I was okay with that. Even the Sheamus, even the yeah you know, like Sheamus and Tenzai, I was uh, I I thought they had a good match also. Um, you know, I guess I, it was a good show overall. You know, there was some, you know, like the uh, even the Booker T segments backstage weren't that bad. You know, like um, and uh, the six man was good. Kane, Christian, and uh, Jericho versus uh, who was it? Uh, Dolph, uh, Miz, and oh, damn, who was the other guy? Um, Dolph, Miz. Jeez, oh, now I'm brain farting. Uh, Jericho and Daniel Bryan. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It was. Yeah, I don't know why it slipped in my mind. I mean, I was like, he's like one of the. Uh... Also, I don't know when he was in. When he was like, when he got in the face of that guy in the front row, when he was like, the whole, you know, that cracked me up. That was awesome. That was that yeah. was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, I like Daniel Bryan. It's just it's kind of interesting. Like, I don't know where they're going as far as like character wise with him, but uh, um. Interesting stuff. So, uh, yeah, I guess it was I a mixed it, bag this week. Say so what? 
Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was just saying. I think I think Daniel Bryan actually did a, did a good job on on SmackDown, you know, with this you know with this character, you know, because because I, like I say, on Raw with the whole the whole you know whatever that psychiatric stuff was. I mean, I didn't think it was like it was that good, but I think he did you know on SmackDown he did it better, yeah, or they they booked it better, should say, you know, it's. Uh, you know, just you know, he he like I say, you know, he, he does a really good job at you know, in his role playing the uh, you know at playing the you know the kind of the kind of character he's playing. You know, I think he does he, he does he does a damn good job at it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely working for him right now. Tony, as always, thank you for the call. Yeah, like I said earlier, best blogger in the business, thekenreedyshow dot com. Check out Tony's blogs. Tony, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, you know it. Man. All right, take it easy, man. And we're going to stick with Bones. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think on the line right now we have legendary Ox Baker. Is this Ox? Caller, are you there? Hello. Hi. Is Who this is an Ox Baker? This is not Ox Baker. Okay, cool. Who is no, this? This is your co-host with the most. Reporting oh, from the Mayhem yeah. Festival in Hartford, Connecticut, promoting the Ken Reedy Show. Thanks, you know it's funny because like I, I got a line that that Ox Baker might call in. I was I was told it's it's an eight six zero number. It's like all right, yeah. and like because we're all stupid nowadays and everything in our phone is listed by name. I don't know anyone's actual number. And that <laughs> popped up. I was like, it could be Ox. I don't know. Um, I mean, I but hey, Ox at times. But even better, Dave is on the line. Co-host is in here. How are you? I am. I am soaking wet. Okay, and I just want to inform my viewer, our, our, our listeners out there, that unfortunately my notes that I had written with me for the fifty-fifty report are soaking wet too. I don't even. I, I can't even see them. I don't even know what's going on. We're more than likely not going to have a 50-50 report, but I'll make it up to each and every one of you by having a special blog with my personal thoughts on this week's news only on thekenreedyshow.com this week. I'll have it up by Tuesday. How's that sound? That sounds good. You know, we might be able to. We're working on it here. We got, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, people. We got people here, so we might be able to get a, a news report on on the line anyway. But I do want you. I look forward to a blog as well. Uh, the news we're going to report on here is probably not going to be the same news stories you had going on, so um, we will get that. Um, but we're working on because when we knew uh, you were out there on location, we started working on a news report. So hopefully we'll okay, get that cool. up, and, up and running um, at the top of the hour. But, Dave, you know, we've been inundated with phone calls. Uh, it actually worked out because generally we, you know, uh, policy right now at uh, Ken Reed Show Studios is for you to – leave now when Tristan gives us a call and uh so he called in the first half hour and you weren't here. So it, it all kinda worked out. Although Bob Arian was disappointed he didn't get to talk with all right, so Bob. Bob gave us a call. Um I'm glad. Good. yeah, I mean he he's good. You know, he's he's uh he's staying active. We feel good for Bob. Bob it's it's good when you reach that age to keep active, get out there, socialize, you know. So it's good. So good good for Bob. Good for Bob. Bob's Bob a machine. I love Bob. Well, we've been kind of inundated with phone calls, so I'm, I'm actually going to go. We have someone else who's been on hold for a little bit. Um, I'm going to go out to the, the phones, and here we go. Caller, are you there? Hello, Ken. Hello, who is this? Hello, Ken. This is Mr. Trivia from the top row. Ah, Mr. Trivia from the top row. 
Hope, uh, thanks for giving us a call. It was cool meeting you uh, yesterday. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was nice meeting you yesterday as well. We're just over I'm here at the... Uh, what's that? No, go ahead. Uh, we're just over here at the Top Rope office getting ready for our show tomorrow night with our special guest, Jay Busta, independent wrestler from Connecticut. Why don't you tell us a little bit of like what, what your show is? Well, we uh, I have a pro wrestling TV talk show, which is based in North Haven, Connecticut. It's a live call-in show. Uh, we cover WWE, TNA, the independent circuits. Uh, we have special guests on. We've had Ox Baker on the show. We've had Mario Mantini. Uh, we've gotten phone calls from Coco Beware, Matt Hardy, Rebby Sky. Uh show's starting to take off quite a bit. I'm real happy about it. We got a uh, a two-hour round table coming up on my show September 10th in North Haven, Connecticut. We're going to have a live studio audience. Uh, we're going to have six wrestlers on the panel that night. Ox Baker, Big Daddy, who used to be who used to do a little ECW work. We're going to have a couple of independents, Bull Dread, Jay Busta, Rex Lethal, Mario Mancini. And it's just going to be a call-in show with a live audience where people can just call in and, you know, just ask questions of the wrestlers. Very cool. Now, now if we want to watch your show, how, how do we go about seeing your show? Okay, you can watch. If anybody out there has AT&T if there's anybody in Connecticut or, North, or uh, Massachusetts area, if they have AT&T U-verse, they can just click on Channel 99, and it'll give you a list of towns. You click on North Haven, Connecticut, Monday night at 7 o'clock, you can watch the show. If not, they can go to www.blipTV.tv and a list of all 32 of our shows will be up there. You can watch you can watch every one of them. Plus, we're also on we're also on Facebook, TopRope.com. Um, our website is also uh, www.toprope.webbuddha.com. We have a. We just got our website created, and uh, one thing I wanted to talk about with that guy Tony that called about aces and eights. Okay. Um, yeah. My 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 sources tell me aces and eights is Jeff Jarrett, Luke Gallows, Chris Masters, and um, one. I guess the skinny guy with the long hair is uh, some independent guy, some rookie. Joe Briscoe, oh, shit, Wes Briscoe. That's who it is. Yeah. Is it but, I thought uh, it was. Yeah, I uh, I usually don't uh, dabble too much in TNA because you know TNA to me stands for totally no action. But uh, <laughs> just just like years ago when Vince bought w, WCW, you know WCW really stood for we can't wrestle. But uh, other than that, uh, Ken, I really enjoyed meeting you last night, man. Hopefully one of these times I'll get you to come uh, come on down here to Connecticut and uh, you know sit on our panel and do our show. That'd be awesome. I'd love to be a part of the the panel down there. Um, yeah, it's, uh, just curious, you know, like, I'm just curious, like what what do you? I mean, uh, so you don't watch TNA too often? Uh, what are some of the stuff you you enjoy watching right now in wrestling? Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty disappointed. I mean, the three hour show was good, but I don't think the WWE has enough talent to go two hours. Which I think is, it, I, which my prediction is, I think they're going to go back to two hours after the Royal Rumble. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, the thing with AJ is the general manager. That kind of that kind of destroyed everything. I was kind of hoping it was going to be Stone Cold or Ric Flair. 
you know, because Ric Flair's in real good with Triple H. I figured Triple H would have bought him in to be the GM. What did you think of uh, Booker T being named the GM of SmackDown? Good move. Real good move. Because you need a wrestler who's been there. You need somebody who, who's been through the loops, who's been through the business, to, to be a GM. You know, that's like that's like bringing me in to be a GM. I mean, you know. What does what does AJ really know about the WWE? I mean, okay, yeah, she's a she's a female wrestler, and uh, I mean, I was pretty disappointed in it, but I mean, the show was good. I enjoyed the show, you know, with the uh, all the legends that were coming back, and you know, we had uh, had a pretty uh, interesting time. We were at the we were at the top rope office watching it that night, right after our show, because we had a show to do that night, and a friend of mine was at the studio. And then he goes back to the office, and he was DVRing it for us. So we ended up watching the whole thing uh, from beginning to end. Also, I got a call last night from a independent wrestling promoter here in Connecticut, ETW, Extremely Talented Wrestling, is having a show October 27th in Bristol, Connecticut, at the Bristol Boys and Girls Club. And the guy called me last night, wants me to be the special guest ring announcer for his main event match with uh, Jay Busta and Damian Darling. And I'm really looking forward to it because the special guest referee that night for that match is going to be Sonny. Very so cool. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, we do a lot of work with the independents, NEFW. Uh, like I said, you know, we're, we're, we're real close with Ox Baker. He's been on our show half a dozen times. I'm really disappointed, though, with a lot of people that uh, – you know, I talk about Ox Baker to certain people, and they're like, oh, I've never heard of him. I've never seen him. You know, then you got to go into the movie aspect of what he used to do. You know, he used to he used to be in that movie with Kurt Russell, Escape from New York. He was in the fight scene. Huh? Huh? Yeah, and he, I mean, a long-standing uh, history in, in the business. And, uh, you know, interesting stories about being uh, blamed for two people's deaths uh, via the heart punch. Yeah. Well, he was the only—he's the only man to ever knock out Hulk Hogan three nights in a row with that heart punch. And yeah, he's also—he's also, huh? They say he's had a pretty storied career. Oh yeah, he's also the only man in wrestling to ever throw Andre the Giant over the top rope. But uh, well, you know, I, I just think you know—I think he got a raw deal in the WWE because I was talking to. Uh, Mario Mancini last night gave me a call, and we were talking about that. And I said, you know, the reason, you know, when we when we met Jimmy Hart up at the Enfield Square Mall two weeks ago, we sat down for dinner. We were talking, and it's like, well, you know, I, he don't like uh, Ox Baker wasn't liked in the WWE because Gorilla Monsoon didn't like him. No, Gorilla Monsoon wasn't actually uh, championship material either. And also, oh, yeah. while I was listening to you before, you mentioned something about Santino Morella. Yeah, about I his match with Del Rio on Monday? Yeah, I think Santino Morella is the WWE's answer to Eric Young. I really can't uh, I really can't believe that uh, Vince McMahon and uh, the higher-ups in the WWE actually put a championship around him. It's like Dolph Ziggler. I can't take Dolph Ziggler seriously. He used to be a male cheerleader. Really? Because I'm, I'm a big. I got to disagree with you there. I think Dolph Ziggler is incredibly talented. Well, I'm not. You know, I mean, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's got what it takes to beat Sheamus. And the whole thing with Vince is, you know, I don't know if I can say the word on on your show, but you know, 
you put you put asses in the seats, you're going to be champion. That's why John Cena's been champion so many times. That's why Hulk Hogan was champion so many times. They put butts in the seats. I don't think Dolph Ziggler is going to put butts in the seats if he becomes champion. And that, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll agree with you there. That's that's a I mean it remains to be seen, but that is a good point. I mean. People like us who are wrestling fans like seeing the athleticism are going to go watch Adolph Ziggler, but is he crossover and put asses in the, in the seats? That's a a different story that remains to be seen. But uh, uh, Mr. Trivia, thanks so much for yeah. the uh, phone call. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Again, remember, top rope uh, tomorrow night, right, uh, 7 to 8? Yes, it's on. It's on from seven to eight. NHTV in North Haven. The telephone. You can give us a call. The telephone number is two zero three two three four zero zero two five. We are, like I said, we are a live call-in show. Give us a call between the hours of seven and eight. Talk to us about anything you want to talk about with wrestling, and I will definitely make a mention of the Ken Reedy show on the top rope tomorrow night. I appreciate. It. We'll continue to promote you too. I like this cross promotion in this business. Thanks a lot. We'll hope to hear from you soon. All right, Ken, thank you. Have a great night. Take care. You too. All right. Oh, we're we're making friends everywhere in this business. This is good stuff. Uh, and, you know, we're going to keep – we got callers going. Dave, guess who's on the call, on the phone? I I, I don't know. Who? Our man Dank is on the line, and he's going right. to make a head hurt. But... Dank, are you there? All right. Yes, I am. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Doing all right. How are you? So, question of the um, question of the week seems to be everybody's take on Booker T being named the GM. Well, I can see this going one of two ways. One, do I agree with the choice? As of right now, yes. And I'm speaking from the point of view on how everybody who is anybody right now, especially with the presidential election, has their two cents to say on how they would run the country because they are they are the people. Well, the way that I see it is Booker T has been in the company for so long as a wrestler. If we want to call him an announcer, we can call him an announcer, but especially when he was trying to make a name for himself and as a wrestler, he knows what the people want. He's been, you know, the working class. And now he's been given the management job to run SmackDown. So if he plays it right, or if the storylines are played right, I can actually see him as being a very good GM. If they're doing it just because it was a lack of option, and then he gets screwed as far as the storylines go, that's a different story. But as of right now, I do agree with the decision of making Booker T a um uh the GM of SmackDown. I don't however agree like the gentleman right before me was saying, or I think it was you that said, um, as AJ put as made as a general manager, because she really hasn't to me, hasn't put in as much effort, hasn't been around to have that kind of pull to become GM. But, you know, there's been bigger surprises in the world before. So I agree with Booker T. I'm on the fence about AJ. It's all going to come down to um, seeing how they play out their positions as GM. Also, with the guy before me, he said that he um, he does, he thinks that come Royal Rumble they're going to go down. They're going to go back to two hours. 
honestly speaking, I don't think that they're going to last that long on a three-hour format. I think they're going to be strong for a while, and then they're going to fizzle out to the point where they'll be going back to two hours, probably around between Halloween and Christmas. That's just my opinion, though. I don't know what you think of it. Um, I'm curious if, uh, you know, you know, what, if, uh, you know, they're going to kill that at some point. Um, I, I think Halloween might be a little too soon, but I, I do have my doubts on how long that could last. So what do you think, Dave? Um, I mean, it's only been the first week since, you know, other than the special Raw that they had. I mean, I think it, was, it wasn't as bad as people thought it was Monday night. I mean, you've got to give it some time. You've got to let it develop. You know, this is an opportunity for, you know, we we as, as wrestling fans complain about that some guys aren't even on TV at all. Why isn't this guy doing this and why isn't this guy getting an opportunity? Well, now you got three hours of TV. Here's the opportunity. I think they're trying to ease themselves into this as well as using the social media aspect. I mean, the Daniel Bryan and Sheamus match went over ten minutes on television, and that's rare unless it's a main event on TV uh, in, in WWE terms. You know what I mean? So, you got, you got to give it some time. Do I think that they'll, I, that they'll last till the Royal Rumble? I don't know. I give it to, you got to give it at least a solid month for you to at least come up to, to form an opinion. And I don't think we're at that point yet. You get you know, three more weeks in, and then we can figure out if they're going to stay on TV for three hours or if they're going to go back to the two-hour format. I think, personally, they should stay on two hours. You know, they shouldn't have gone to three, but we've had this discussion a million times beforehand. So... We'll see what happens. I, I'm optimistic about it. I'm always optimistic about it when it comes to the WWE, when it comes to wrestling overall. So, like I said, we'll see what happens, and let's hope for the best. But I don't see them in three hours for very much longer, unless they do something completely out of the box that grabs everybody's attention for all three hours of the show, and, they, and then they can run with whatever they do. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave. I mean, um, you know, I, just like everybody else, I'm always like, oh, you know, Rey Mysterio, I, even when he's healthy, you don't see him as often as I want to. And going to three hours, people expect that there's going to be more wrestling. Well, it's also how they budgeted three hours because, like you guys have been saying, if all they do for the extra hours is just do promo after promo after promo, there really isn't a point in people going to lose interest. Whereas if they start pushing the majority of the roster on Raw, then people are going to be attracted to it. They're going to keep the ratings up and therefore keep the three hours going. It's all a matter of how they manage the three hours. This could be a the greatest thing for them as far as budget time goes, or if they go to you know the promo way, they're just going to lose a lot of interest and a lot of people are just not going to be interested to the point where they're going to go back to the two hours. So let's hope that they go with the direction of, you know what, we have all this talent and we have all this up-and-coming talent, so let's give them a spot. Like, even if they put it like, you know, people have been used for the entire time from 9 to 11. So maybe not everybody can watch the first hour because they're used to watching it for two. So let's put the up-and-coming people in the first hour. So even if people miss it, it's still like okay, you know what? They're getting airtime. They're getting the, you know, they're getting known, and then as they yeah, progress, as they get more talented, push them to the second two hours. I, I don't mean I don't mean to cut you off, Dave, but that first hour is crucial, and they got to have top talent and something to hook everybody to stay for the three hours. If you put somebody like 
Ryback or Drew McIntyre in the first hour, you know, and you, you know, some of the younger talent, nobody's going to want to watch, personally. You got to hook everybody in. So you got to do something extraordinary in that first hour to get everybody to want to stay through the duration of the three-hour show all the way till the end. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's no, good, I, I completely it's agree with you. I mean, like, you start it off with a bang. You start off the, the show with a bang, and you start off the, uh, you know, like um, CM Punk started off last week, and that was like, you know, they they announced the main event right at the beginning. But then I would have put the return of Randy Orton in the first hour. Like, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah, you hook them, you hook them right off the bat because you want them to stay. And then after that, you know, if somebody's making a return, you put it in the first hour. Or, you know, if it, the, the the tag teams, which, you know, they're trying so hard now to push for these tag team championships and these tag teams, which I think they they could do a whole lot more with it. But I would put that in the first hour. And then as 9 o'clock rolls around, then you start throwing in, like, the really big names or whatever. People are, like, hooked in the first hour they watch all this new up-and-coming talent, and then by the time when they're about to lose interest, all of a sudden, here comes Del Rio, here comes Sheamus, here comes, you know, so-and-so, and then for the next two hours, boom, they're hooked. But, you know, at least they're like, okay, I've never seen this wrestler before, who is he? But the TV is on, they're going to watch it regardless, and who knows, that's how people, that's how they get, you know, how that wrestler gets his name on, on the on the roster. It's a good point, Stank. And, and, you know, the easiest way to, to do that, and I, and I know and it might be beating a dead horse, but one of the things with this up-and-coming talent, again, like I keep saying, make the other belts matter. If some exactly. of these newer guys, like, if you know, like I hear what Dave's saying, and he's right. Like, you got to hook them. You can have that big star at the top of the hour. If you want to give a reason for people to pay attention to some of the newer, younger talent, you know, why not have a new guy show up and say, you know, I'm here and I'm going to take that Intercontinental Championship. I'm going to dominate the Intercontinental Division. I'm going after it. Give the belt prestige. Now you start to care about the new guys. You know, they're shitting on the belts anyway, so it doesn't matter. So you can have a new guy decide he wants to go after one of these belts like, as soon as he enters the company. Why not? It gives it gives the the competitor some relevance. It gives the championship some relevance. And as a as a viewer, it's like, well, this matters. It, it's surrounding a belt. You know, why not? Why not have stuff? We have, you know, four up-and-coming smaller guys in a fatal four-way for number one contendership to the U.S. title. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, seeing those new guys, it matters. It, it's There's a storyline attached to it. There's some prestige attached to it. And that's how you fill three hours, by bringing in these new guys and you know, I remember way back when one of the things that really worked for WCW is their cruiserweight division. Because you have these these smaller guys would come in and like they blow the doors off on this spot fest. And I'm not the biggest fan of spot fest kind of matches, but they serve their purpose. They excite the crowd. They can value, and that belt kind of mattered. And that was like a really that gave a, a vehicle for those guys. Uh, I, I the WWE, you know, you have to three hours. Don't don't show me Triple H and and Brock Lesnar confronting each other five times during a three hour show. Give me something. Give me an IC match that matters. Give me a new title match that matters. You know, give me someone who says he wants to be the IC title. You know, they could do something where, like I just said, 
where you have a number one contender for one of the other belts. It doesn't yeah. have to always be the world championship or the WWE championship. You can be number one U.S. title contender and, and, and make those things matter. And that's how you fill three hours. Yeah, when it comes to belts, like one that I missed the most was um, the hardcore belt. Because um, I remember, I want to say it was, um, I can't remember his, his first name. It was Hardcore Holly's cousin or, Crash Holly. or something. Crash Holly. Which I, if I'm if I'm mistaken, as always, I apologize. But I believe it was Crash Holly, which was the first was one Crash, you're right. who who ran his mouth when he won the hardcore belt and said it's a 24/7 belt, so anybody could challenge him for it at any time, anywhere. And you'd have this like segues where you'd see him just look behind his back, and it'd be like a match, like out of nowhere in the back of the arena, and somebody would win the belt, and he'd win it back. Like it was just back and forth, which, like, was more entertaining, like you said, than watching the same promo five different times in the span of three hours. You know, if they have something like that, bring something like, you know, bring a belt or even make one of the belts that's now 24-7 and cut, you know, the guy that just won it and he gets dumped in the back and now somebody else has it. That was entertainment. I was entertained a lot back in those days. You know, now it just seems like, oh, okay, it's been three weeks and, you know, we haven't had a, you know, a belt match. So we're going to, you know, just throw in two random names and make a number one contenders and give the people a match. You know, they've, they've put so much emphasis on the hardcore, on the heavyweight and the WWE belt with all these big names that they've let the smaller ones just fall off the wayside pretty much to the point where it's almost a joke. You know, like last right. week with with Santino losing the belt to um uh what was to to Rio or the Rio just you know trying to make a statement beating up on Santino it's like yeah, he, did, he didn't lose the belt but he uh oh uh, he just but, lost the match it was a non-title matchup it was a non-title okay it was a non-title match but still it's like okay you have somebody like Santino he's 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 not gonna care he's never gonna carry the WWE on his shoulders but the people like him. Just like people liked Mankind. Could Mankind ever carry the WWE like on his shoulders like John Cena does, like The Rock did? No. But the people liked him, and they gave him these storylines or these matches which people were like looking forward to. Now, somebody like Santino comes out, and it's like, okay, how is he going to screw up this time? Or how is he going to get lucky this time? You know, it's like it's becoming so predictable to me, anyway, like I'm not speaking for anybody else here, but to me, it's just becoming so predictable that it's like I'm starting to lose the interest. To where it's like, do I really want to even watch it? Do I want to spend the two, three hours to watch it, or can I find something more productive to do? Whereas yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, year, and the two problem years with ago, the, it was, go ahead. The, the hardcore belt. The problem with that is that with the P rating, like it's it gets tougher and tougher to just call something the hardcore belt. And yeah, that's that another they have problem. To have. With it. You know, I mean, like they've made it so PG, they've made it so family friendly. It's wrestling, people. You know, you you know you're tuning in to watch people beat the crap out of each other. Well, let them beat the crap out of each other how they're supposed to. You, you know, preaching I mean? to the choir here. Dank. We we are totally in agreement with you. We're up against it though, uh, Dank. We got a full bag of colors, so we're going to let you go at this point. Looking right. forward to hearing. From you next week, 
Uh, as always, look forward to your call. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Bye, guys. Thank you, everybody. And Dank, and keep calling in. 347-838-9815 is that number to call. We're going to get to all of our callers. Hold on. Got some calls. And just to let everyone know, I, Dave, I think the storm that you're stuck in has made its way up here to Rockland. So if all of a sudden you don't hear anything, that means we lost power in the Enrique Show studio. So we're hoping to make it through this last hour, but it is storming bad outside right now. Um, so we got the callers on hold. Please hold on. We're going to get to you in a minute. But for now, our producer, Michelle, is going to step in, and she's got a 50-50 news report. Okay, thank you, Ken. According to ProWrestler.com, SummerSlam plans for Charlie Sheen and Daniel Bryan are not to have them wrestle, rather to build up to shooting an angle at the pay-per-view. It will most likely be something to the effect of Sheen slapping Brian or throwing a drink on him. This is obviously to generate some more SummerSlam buys and to get some mainstream media attention thrown the WWE way. One person in WWE said that the first angle would be shot at SummerSlam, which indicates that there may be more planned with Sheen in following months. This will also help promote Sheen's new anger management TV show. ProWrestler.com also reported John Bradshaw Layfield teased on Twitter that he would be replacing Booker T on commentary on SmackDown. Here is what he wrote. I was only debating coming back, not very serious, but after at Michael Cole shows he's still alive and an idiot, I'm coming back. Hashtag SmackDown. Michael Cole responded to JBL's mess earlier about coming back to SmackDown, writing on his Twitter, I'm sure they have fought for you at NXT or FCW. Enjoy learning the ropes again. Hmm some interesting tension among the WWE broadcasting team. According to Mike Johnson at EWInsider.com, WWE issued a follow-up survey to fans who responded to their survey about a new potential Saturday morning series seeking feedback on the following names. WWE Saturday Morning Slam, WWE Jacked, WWE Amped, WWE Supercharged, WWE Turbo, Turbocharged. Maybe a future Ken Reedy show poll question, perhaps. Personally, a name like that makes me want to run out to the nearest Walmart, where apparently I work, according to Bob Arian, at a bag of burritos. There's a rumor that WWE may be bringing a tag team from developmental up to the main roster soon. Within WWE, there's still some interest in revamping the tag team division, which clearly shows that the power to be in the WWE listen to the Ken Reedy show. Speaking of tag teams, WrestlingInc.com reported Angelina Love was at Saturday FetishCon in Tampa, Florida with April Hunter. There was speculation if Love was simply an attendee or a model at the show. Angelina sent WrestlingInc.com a message stating that she was just walking around with April at the convention. Angelina was quoted as saying, I'm still an active wrestler and actress and have no key plans or anything of that ridiculous nature. Love stated... We're just, we were just walking around. Love is reuniting with Velvet Sky for a pair of upcoming independent events. They are scheduled to appear at the big new Wrestling Under the Stars event on September 22nd in Fishkill, New York. The beautiful people are also slated to face Maria Canellis and Winter at Family Wrestling Entertainment's Back to Brooklyn event. 
And finally, the Ken Marie Joe would like to wish Rebby Sky a very happy birthday. We had the privilege of celebrating last night with Sky Hard, and we hope the party is continuing for them through the weekend. Her actual birthday is tomorrow. In other birthday news, the Ken Reedy Show shout out would like to go to WWE's Unico in celebrating his 35th birthday. And that's the news heard live on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, Dave, I hope I made you proud, Dave. Back to you guys. Thanks. Not bad. Not bad. Had to go. All I know is I hope that Bob Arians out there listening because I have a bone kick with him, and he claims that I was afraid to be on when he called. But you know, as the producer, I have things to do. You know, I can't. Not everybody can get the glory being on air. Sounds good. Wow, things things are getting like a little, little tense here uh, at the Kenry Show Studios. A little, little tension going on here. Uh, things getting ramped up, but you know what? We again, like I said, we have a full bag of calls going on here, so. I am going to go right up to the phone line at this time. Um, caller, are you there? Ken. Mike, is this you? Yeah, Mike Cap, Dynasty of Destruction here. Good to hear from you. Thanks, thanks for giving us a call. And, you know, you guys, and this is what I love about the Dynasty. You show up and you, you support me here because, you know, Bob is, is being kind of, kind of a bit of a pain and, uh, you know, Tristan called, now you're calling, so how, how are things going with you? Things are going well. Uh, the storm just started over here, uh, and I'm getting bad reception on my phone right now, but I can still hear you're good. Don't worry about Bob Arian, he's an idiot, he always will be. That's kind of that's kind of the consensus. He's trying to live vicariously through his fired, in, uh, I, I don't even know what you call him, his fired Steve Off. Uh, don't even worry about them. Uh, one quick I, you know, point. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ken. Go ahead, Ken. I I'm just sorry. Say, you know, you good, good, good for him. I mean, he's uh, you know, when you get older, that's like I'm, I'm happy for him that he's, he's, he's staying active. You know, it's, it's good. It's good for him. You know, respect your elders. Yeah. Uh, also, you got to understand, though, respect your elders. He needs to know when to call it quits. What is he? Eighty years old now? Come on. Give or take. Yeah. So who are you, who are you so, looking forward to seeing? wrestle on the 18th? Who am I looking forward to wrestling on the 18th? Honestly, I was kind of snuffed in my last match. I got put in the ring with two kids who have probably combined a handful of matches under their belt, and somehow those little runs managed to get a win over me. I don't know how they did it, but mark my words, if I get any of them, either one of those two punks in my next match, they're going to have a lot to worry about. Believe me that. What, what, were, what were the names of punks that... that uh... Some kid named Gooder, Trailer Park Trash, and another kid named Chad Adams. They were called the Hillbillies. That's that's just... That's absurd. That they, that's, that's, a, that's a fluke. It's a fluke. It, it was. And, you know, Tommy Face and... Uh, my manager, Tony Schaaf, had to speak some sense into me a little bit after the match, but they did it for my own good because I had to realize that, you know, I got to stop being soft. I got to start being a little meaner and start not worrying about if I hurt them that badly or not. I should do it anyway. Exactly. You, gotta, you know, that that's a problem, like, man. You're you're just too nice a guy. You got you to... Gotta, not anymore. You know, not anymore. Believe me. There you go. Good for you. No more, no, no more Mr. Nice Guy. One quick point, I, 
I wanted to make. I heard some idiot who called prior to me saying that mankind never held the WWE on his shoulders. Did he not win the WWE championship? He did. I think. I think his point was uh, that he, he didn't really carry the company per se, but he did definitely win the title. One of the the biggest moments in the uh, the Monday Night Wars. To me, if you ca- if, if you hold their championship, you're carrying the company. That if you're holding their main prize, they trust you to carry the company, and that was what he did. He didn't do it for very long, but he still did it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that, yeah. So what do we have to look forward to you from uh, Mikey Cappen in the? Uh, I mean, you're wrestling the 18th. Any other dates you're wrestling in the future? Uh, as of right now, just the 18th. I'm sure there there will be dates coming up in the next few months, but for right now, just uh, August 18th in Elwood Park, New Jersey. Uh, I just had a I just had a match with Richie Rotten uh, last weekend. We uh, again we got stuck with two kids who didn't know how to wrestle, and we beat the snot out of them. And that's what it was. You step in the ring with the dynasty, and you're going to get your ass kicked. It's that simple. And that's what we did. We had to teach these kids a lesson, that this business is not all fun and games. You're going to get hurt. And that's what we did to those kids. Well, good for you. It's about time you, you teach these these punks a, a lesson. Um, just curious, as someone in the business right now, uh, getting to the televised shows, what do you think of the WWE and Raw going to three hours? I was a little worried at first. Um, I wasn't quite sure if they could produce three hours of good TV. Um, I was worried that they would do, and justifiably so, because a lot of the three-hour specials in the past have been wrestling for 20 minutes, then they do commercials, then they do pointless vignettes, and then they'd go to another 10-minute match, and then they'd go more commercials and then more more pointless vignettes. There was It was too promo heavy and not enough wrestling heavy and with the three hours of the past two weeks i feel like they've upped their game a little bit uh the 1000 episode was great uh i i enjoyed it probably one of their better shows in a while uh and last in this past monday was also very good uh i think they're getting better with their time management you know managing certain uh segments of the show they're not just doing three hours of crap. They're doing three hours of, okay, I'll, I'll sit and watch this. So, I mean, we're watching uh, WWE. Who, who do you like watching now? Who's your guy? I've got a few right now, actually. Um, Punk, obviously. Uh, he's right now one of the best. Ziggler, I enjoy. I, I'm actually enjoying Ziggler a lot more and more every week. Um, and I'm very interested in his feud with Jericho. Um, and Randy Orton returning this past Monday was awesome. Uh, Randy has also been one of my favorites for a very, very long time. Um, as far as, so, as far as I'm curious as, as like you and, and your style in the ring, is there any one guy that you, you look at and like kind of observe and try and at least, I don't say mimic, but like learn from specifically? Yeah, um, not so much of the newer guys. It's more of the past days. Um, I look at an Arn Anderson, and I try to, you know, take a lot of my style for, is is from him. Um, I, I'm even as much as to use his spine buster. 
Um, I look at some of Triple H from the Attitude Era and maybe even a little after the Attitude Era, probably his early evolution date. Um, started taking some of his, like, some of his mannerisms in the ring, the way he would move, the way he would, the, the way, the way he would speak. Some of that stuff is what I do. Um, and again, with the Orton thing, Orton likes, you know, his facial expressions. A lot of Orton's facial expressions, I say, oh, wow, that's cool. I could use that. And I have been. Um, but most of my stuff, as as I do, take a little bit from what I see. A lot of it is just me. It's just me being me, me being an ass kicker, which is, you know, which is what I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, uh we look forward to seeing you on uh, August 18th. Um, once again, I know we've promoted this show a couple times. Why don't you tell us, uh, our listeners again where it's going to be? Uh, yes, El- Elmwood Park, New Jersey, August 18th. The Elmwood Park American Legion show starts at 7 p.m. BWO presents Beach Party, the Dynasty of Destruction, myself, Richie Rotten, Joey the Bull, Tommy Face, Tony Scott, and the owner, Glenn Ulrich. We will be running the show, as we have been all summer. And, Ken Reedy, I have a proposition for you on behalf of the Dynasty. What's that? I would, on behalf of the Dynasty, we would like to personally invite you to the show, and we would like you to MC our annual bikini contest. Wow. You know, I, that, I accept. I accept. Uh, you know, and that's why I, I, I like running with you guys. The DOD knows where it's at. I accept I will be your MC for your bikini contest. Ken, you have made my night. And you have made mine, my friend. We, I, I look forward to seeing you on the 18th, and you will get a first-row a first seat to see the dynasty kick ass like we always do. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for the call, Mikey. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, man. Okay. We're going to stick with the phones because we got a lot of callers out there. Be patient. We're getting to you. No, you guys have been on hold. Thanks for calling in. I'm I'm holding privilege to talk to you all. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. We're going to go back out to the calls. Paul, are you there? Yes, I am. And who is this? Well, this is Hunter, and I'm a big fan of BWO. I've been to their shows many times, and uh, I just got one thing to say. Is Bob Arian on the phone right now? Uh, no, he's not on the line right now. Where, sure where is Mr. Arian? What was that? I said, I just want to say to the dynasty of dysfunction that they have no idea what they're dealing with when it comes to Bob Arian. He is a lunatic. He listens to voices in his head. I've known this. I've known the man for quite some time. He is a complete madman. Are you his therapist? I would not take that job unless I got battle pay for it. Are you planning on seeing the show on August 18th? Uh, not really sure right now. Not really sure um, if my um, my schedule will allow that. I would definitely make every uh, you know a point to be there if I can. So being a fan of, uh, obviously, you're, you're like the indie wrestling. Uh, do, do you watch wrestling on TV? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. You're purely uh, an indie guy. 
Um, yeah, I've yeah, I have um, been a you know fan of the Indies for quite some time. Uh, with my my own projects right now, though, uh, my work has been keeping me um, kind of away from the business for a little while. What are some? Uh, so you've gone to see the BWO and stuff. What are some of the indie guys you like watching uh, wrestle? Wow, it's tough because I really enjoy a lot. I mean, all of them to some extent. You know, I know it's kind of, I guess, um, maybe a cop out answer, but it's the truth because I think everyone always brings a little something different to the table, no matter who it might be. Um, Steve Roth has been a fan. Uh, I've been a, a big fan of Steve Roth ever since I, you know, first um, saw him. Um, you know, in the BWO, uh, just a big fan of his. Uh, was a fan of Richard Ron for a while, but he's really had a little bit of a change of heart. Um, you know, I understand that's kind of his thing now, but, you know. So, uh, you know, again, it's kind of tough for me to just pin one person down, you know. I get you. It's cool. I mean, it's interesting. Was it a conscious decision for you to just stop watching TV or uh, uh Well, more actually because um, just a lot, of, uh, a lot of projects I've had lately have just been really limiting my time. So, um, you know, I work in video, so... Um, you know, sometimes work's got to be taken care of, you know? I get you. Well, that's very cool. Hunter, thanks a lot for the call. It's a pleasure to hear from you. Hope to uh, get you and I was going to say for the, the, the Dynasty of Destruction that they really do not want to get on the bad side of Bob Arian. He listens to the voices in his head. Sounds good. Uh, be wary of Bob Arian. Thanks a lot for the phone call. Oh, wow. So, Bob Arian, uh, we're getting warnings now, uh, people calling and warning the DOD of Bob Arian. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't know what there's to, to worry about. It doesn't uh, seem real scary to me, but we're, we are going to just stick with the phones now. We're going to go back out there and uh, call. Are you there? Hey, 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 hey. Who's this? Who's uh, this? You've, you've, you've called the Ken Reedy Show. Hey, this this is Bobby America, Bobby America of the Gun Show. I've been listening. You know, shame shame on Barbarian disrespecting your show, and and you can. Who who's he think he is? He's a thug too. And what he's what he says about Michelle's not right. I I think Michelle should kick him in the nuts, call him out, because Barbarian's really a coward. He steals everything from me on the Gun Show. I'm Bobby America. I'm the true American hero, and he tells everybody he is. I'm running for president. I am Bobby America, and I think the dynasty rules. I think we need the dynasty, because if the dynasty ran this country, no other country would mess with us. We'd have oil. Oil would be 50 cents a gallon, because you know why? Tommy Face would go over there and take it, and nobody would stop him. I am Bobby America. I'm running for president, and if I become president, they're going to be my secret service. They're going to be my army. They're going to be my navy. They're going to be my marines. They will be the USA. USA. USA Dynasty USA Yeah, okay then. Um and that's I'm glad you're all listening because you just you never know what's gonna happen here at the Ken Reedy show. Um I'm not quite sure who that was. Um I, I that you know it's interesting we got the warning because it it may be one of Bob's other personalities, so it's which makes me wonder sometimes, because Bob brags about uh, all, all likes and, and fans and friends he's got over on Facebook. I'm I'm kind of wondering if maybe three-quarters of the people that are fans of his are actually his own personalities. 
Um, you know, there have been people known to, you know, put together their own face page for different personalities. So, uh, yeah, a little, little kooky, a little kooky. But this is what we're doing here tonight on the Ken Reedy Show. We're just going with the flow. We're going to go back out to the line. Caller, call, are you there? Hi, Ken. This is Hi, how are you? Hey, Hi. Justin. How you doing? Good, Ken. I love your show, man. Thanks. I, I appreciate I, I appreciate the call. I appreciate you, you calling in. I we love you know all the fans that are listening. What did you think of Raw this past week? I love it. I love it, Ken. Who's, who's your favorite wrestler? Edge. Very cool. We we all like Edge now. Who's your favorite? Do you like anyone this past week on uh, Raw? Yeah, uh, John Cena. So who do you think's going to win at SummerSlam? We got John Cena. We got. CM Punk and The Big Show are going to be wrestling in a triple threat match. Who do you think is going to win? The Big Show. And why do you think that? Because he's bigger. He's a strong man, like like, like Hercules. Ken? That That is, you know, I, I can't argue with that, man. I can't argue with oh that he's bigger. Ken, I love that, you, man. You're love cool. you too, man. Thanks, thanks for the call. All right, I'm going to let you go, Justin. Thanks a lot for the phone call. Hey, Ken, you know what? You're cool. I appreciate it, man. I, you know what? You're cool, too, and thanks for listening. All right, Ken. Take care of yourself, man. We'll talk to you soon. Well, there you have it. I'm cool. You see that? When people call in and they say I'm cool, it's proof that I'm cool. This is the place to be, the Ken Reedy Show, 347-838-9815. This show today is just, it's it's rolling. This is a roller coaster, and we're just going with it. Thank you so much, everyone who is calling in. And we are going to go right back out to the phones. Call our Thank God you buzzed me in. Thank God <laughs> almighty. Thank God you buzzed me in. It was so... Oh, man. I, I haven't talked to you guys in so long. And I don't want to... I'm not going to bring any independent promotions. I don't want to do it. I don't want to hear it. I just know some dude is crazy. Some other guy is crazy. There's too much craziness on the independent scene right now. Jeez. <laughs> How you guys been? It's been a long time. It, it's been a while. How you been? I'm good, man. I just got off work. I'm I'm sitting down. I'm relaxing in some cool AC. I, I heard that you got some storms going on over there, so I hope you guys can last long enough for me to drop some knowledge if I can be afforded that opportunity. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, give it to him. Well, when I first called in, I called in like three times. When I first called in, I heard the guy talking about championships being meaningless and mankind not being able to hold the company on its shoulders and all this stuff. I was like, God, come on, dude. Come on, really? Like, I get it. Foley's not The Rock. Foley's not Cena. Well, Foley's a name. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Did you think quick, that I really, like, Nick Foley, like, really carried the company, though? I mean, I know he had the strap, and I, I get that, that he got the strap, but I, I don't know. Uh, I, good. He didn't have that. He didn't have that star power. He didn't have, like, well, he had star power, but he didn't have that, that, uh, he didn't have that John Cena, that, Rock effect. He didn't have that. He was, he was up there like more of the Cactus Jack character was more entertaining than that was my favorite persona, just because of he didn't have limits. He was the Jeff Hardy of his time, except a little bit crazier. Agreed. Good points. Good points. What did you think of this past week's show? Um, I thought Raw was okay. I mean, it was the the first actual three hour show that like it falls in line. I guess it was okay, but my my thing is like Raw and SmackDown, 
the, the guy who I'm really honestly sick of seeing, who I never even got behind since day one, is Alberto. I don't, I don't dig him, man. He, on Raw, he builds up all this, or before any pay-per-view, he builds up all this stamina, world championship match, he gets squashed. Builds up some more stamina, world championship match, he gets squashed. He's been doing that since last year. I mean, going into WrestleMania 27 against Edge, you're thinking he's going to win? He loses. Going in against Christian at Extreme Rules, you're thinking he's going to win? He loses. Going up against Sheamus, you, win, you think he's going to win? He loses. I don't, I don't want him as champion. I don't care about Alberto. If the, the only way I could care about Alberto is if you put him in a tag team that no one could see coming, but it would be phenomenal just because the other guy would be a perfect counterpart. You put Alberto with the, what's his name, the, on, the, the guy with the masses, you know who his name, you know what I'm talking about, the, the guy with the beard with the pink trunks. Oh, Damian Sandow. Thank you. You put Alberto and Damian Sandow on a tag team. You don't think, think about it because you got Alberto's rich and he's very egotistical. You have Damian Sandow's knowledge. It's almost like JBL in two characters. You think about it. It's a good. You know, it's funny because like I'm sitting there. I'm actually like you're, you're telling me to, and I actually am thinking about it. And I, I would have never uh, thought of it before, but that would make for a really interesting tag team. And it, do you, when you're talking about Del Rio, though, is it necessarily his fault or is it creative's fault? Uh well, personally, I never liked his promos. I never liked his in-ring style. The only match I can honestly say I enjoyed watching. From Alberto was the four-way from earlier this year with Jericho and Sheamus, and I can't believe I'm blanking on the fourth guy. Uh, Orton? Was it Orton? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, yeah, that was the only one I enjoyed because I didn't I didn't know who was going to win. I loved that one. That was great. But other than that, I just I never liked Alberto. Ricardo, I'm starting to like, even though he annoyed the hell out of me. But I'm starting to like Alberto. I mean, I'm sorry, Ricardo. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's funny because I, I kind of like Del Rio, but I, I see the, the points that, that you have with him. And, you know, my feeling on Del Rio right now is that if he he ought to win the title, because if he doesn't win the title, it's like the, the character is all but uh, null and void. Um, yeah, yeah. So you thought that. So what else do you like about the show on Monday night? Um, well, I got to think back because I, I, saw, I saw the clips. I didn't actually see the full show, but the only thing that's really keeping me interested is the uh, well, AJ being GM. That's that's a nice spin, and Dolphin Jericho. That's it, really. I don't I don't care that Big Show's in the title match. I don't care that Cena's in the title match because Punk has faced both of those guys at SummerSlam. Punk has faced both those guys in the past. Cena and Big Show have worked together countless times. That's probably the first match in Punk's title reign that I'm actually not going to care if he wins or loses. Not cause what, are your on, what are your thoughts on that match? Are you to predict who do you think is going to come out of that with the, the title? Uh, I'd like to see, I'd put it like this, I don't want to see Cena win it because he doesn't need it. And if Big Show has it, then I feel like they're giving it to him just as a thank you for being with the company forever. And it wouldn't benefit Punk to lose but it, it's like, okay, he beat two big names. What else you got? Like, I've seen that already. Like, it, that's basically the same match from WrestleMania 25, with the exception of 
Punk. You take out Punk, you put in Edge, take out the WWE title, you got the world title, it's the same triple threat. So I'm really not excited for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan, actually, of most triple threats. My my thought on that, this match, and who knows if they, they go in this direction, um, with with Punk's character right now, doing this almost like being treated unfairly, um, I, I would almost, and like you said, it would kind of be a thank you, but I'm okay with it being a thank you. I would want to see Big Show knock out Cena and get the pin. That and that cool. way Punk Punk could come out of it being like, this is unfair, I never got pinned, I never lost my belt. I, I think right. him losing the belt in that way for a guy who's as good on the on the mic as he is, that would give that, him a lot of ammunition to, to go yeah. forward with new character. I like that. I didn't even think about that. I like that. That would be interesting. Cool. All right, well, thanks a lot for the call. Thanks for offering some knowledge. I know it's been a little kooky here tonight. You're not kidding, man. If, if you get any more BWOs or, 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 or body or whatever they are, I don't care who they are. No offense, but I'm not going to go see your show. I live in Connecticut. You guys are in Jersey. Sorry. But yeah, if you guys get any more... Huh? Go ahead, go ahead. If you get any more... Matter of fact... Wait, that's... Oh, okay. I was thinking, wait. SummerSlam is the 19th. Okay, never mind. Didn't mean to, you know, drop a promotion or whatever. But, hey, you know, I'm working out there anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, man. Oh, well, before I go, that, that, yeah. that how's that list coming? That list. So we're gonna. We're gonna. Actually, it's funny. We've gotten. We've been so inundated with calls. I was gonna announce. We're gonna. Uh, you know. Oh, you know what? You're yeah. on the line. Yeah. Might as well just say. We're gonna, we're gonna have. We're gonna put it as our poll question. Basically, I'm gonna. When it comes to the WWE, and and their list, and and thanks for the call. Um, we never know where they come up with their list from. We see these DVDs the top 50 of all time, uh, the, the top WrestleMania matches, the top this, the top, who the toughest SOB. But you know what? Who's deciding this? Who's picking the top five matches, the top 10 superstars, the, ta- the top 50 finishing moves, whatever? Where's the committee? Where is the transparency, I ask you, Vince? Do we know where the, how do we not know it's not you just out there trying to sell DVDs, not really being honorable about this? We don't know. So in the effort of transparency, here's what we're going to do. We have a couple weeks. So I'm going to put on Facebook, give us your favorite SummerSlam matches. And I want you to write in your favorite. Even, you know, throw some YouTube links up there on the Facebook. Give us your favorite SummerSlam matches. Once we get a few we're actually at least 10 or so, we're going to put on the website, thekenreadyshow.com, and that's going to stay up for a whole question until SummerSlam. We're going to come up with our top 10, and we'll count them down that night, 10-1, what the top 10 SummerSlam matches are of all time. I know James is for 25. I, I can't be bothered with coming up with 20. The 25 seems so daunting. But 10, we can come up with a top 10. So on Facebook, I'm going to write, you know, just look for it on Facebook, Give us your favorite matches in SummerSlam history, and then we're going to vote on the website, and then SummerSlam show. We'll be doing a pregame for SummerSlam uh, 6 to 8 on the 19th, and we'll reveal our list of the top SummerSlam matches of all time. And I'll give James credit for that because that was his idea to uh, come up with with that. So thanks a lot for the call, and let's go back out to uh, the phones. Uh, Let's go right here. Call, are you there? Hello? 
the 201 number. Going once, going twice, and gone. Uh, call, are you there? Nope. All righty, then. And we're just going to uh, keep this moving right along. Um, let's see right here. Uh, call, are you there? Hello? Hello. Hello. I love The Rock. He's one of my favorite. And if I can SummerSlam that action, I die a happy woman. Say that again about SummerSlam? And she's gone. I don't know exactly what she said about the. I heard I love The Rock and something about getting action at SummerSlam. So, yeah, you know, hopefully we see The Rock at SummerSlam. It would be cool, but thanks for the call. Uh, this has just been a wacky night tonight. The the the, the uh, I don't know the freaks are out, but uh, it's been a good show. And again, I'm humbled and privileged to be able to do this. Thank you so much for uh, supporting and and giving calls because this, like I said before, this isn't just a a, a show. Uh, this is a movement. It really is. And uh, let's let's get into some of the wrestling talk because we kind of hit on it with some callers, and I'd like to give in my two cents on this week's Raw. Um, you know, it's interesting with the three hours, and in this humble man's opinion, I, I think this past Monday night was exactly what the problem is going to be with three hours, and we'll see if they move in the right direction, but here, um, you know, and I, I have notes. See, I took some notes, and, and what I found interesting, it could have been, I thought it was a good show. Not great, it was, it was a good show, but to me, it could have been a great show, and here's... Here's my thoughts on it. I'll give the bad first, just to end this whole thing on, on a positive note. What I First off, the Triple H segment, which I love, which, remember if you were listening last week, got my nod of approval. Did not like seeing it time and time again. I, I just It was just ridiculous. Like they, they kept showing that segment over and over again. And, in fact, there were commercials for SummerSlam that had that, that segment in it. I felt like I, I was... Seeing it like once every 15, 20 minutes, I was seeing the Triple H segment again. Um, again, loved the segment. Thought it was tremendous to see it that many times. Don't need to see Vicky Guerrero dancing. Don't need to see her trying to pretend to be Elaine. Again, I look at these, these time killers. Santino versus Del Rio. What that, that match accomplished made the U.S. title look a tad weaker, which if that's possible... Uh, there was nobody on the planet that thought Santino had a chance, so there's no support. There's no suspense in that match, and I don't think Del Rio did anything for his character going in being the number one contender and beating Santino. Um, and by Friday night, he's flat on his back to end SmackDown. So again, look at that match. Another way to kill time. Daniel Bryan versus uh, um. Hold on. The stipulation. The stipulation for that. Sorry, I got a little tongue-tied there. Uh, hardcore match. Uh, what street fight. That thing with Daniel Bryan and, and Sheamus. Um, the stip was unnecessary. But to me, it was a way to kill time. And all the stips were virtually the same. It was not necessary to have that, that vote. And I think it took away from the match. They could have just had a, a straightforward match. It was a, it was a really good match. Um, Daniel Bryan uh, killing little Jimmy and being escorted away by orderlies. The touts getting annoying. WWE, you guys out there who are in charge of touts, I got an idea. If someone touts, let's make sure we can understand what they're saying, if you're going to put it on TV. Because a lot of guys, they get on there, and it's like, 
I have the John Cena. And that's what I'm hearing. So if we're going to do this tout thing, can we? if you're going to tout, can you make it a little more entertaining? Um, I didn't need a Heath Slater recap of him getting his ass kicked. Didn't need it. It was unnecessary. Um, just didn't need to see it. Uh, the psyche valve on Daniel Bryan, unnecessary. And, of course, multiple replays of Raw being set on fire. Okay? These are all things that I, I just, as I'm watching, I'm like, they're trying to kill time. They're just trying to kill some time here. Now, what I thought was really good about the show, I thought Sandow versus uh, Brodus coming down, beating them down. I thought that was cool. That's a cool little rivalry. I could see that. I mean, it's perfect for characters. I think that works. I thought the matches were all good, um, except for the Del Rio uh, Santino match. Uh, I thought Punk's promos were good. Uh, Orton returning, you know, Orton just being back was a good thing. Uh, I thought AW stuff was great. Uh, I really find him very entertaining, bringing back that old school manager kind of feel with a uh, new school flair. I, I like what I'm seeing out of AJ. And to be honest with you, and we'll see where this goes. I will admit, not a proponent, not a supporter of AJ being the GM. Not crazy about the idea. However, I do think that they kind of tweaked her character a bit. They made her manipulative instead of crazy. And all of us have known one or two women in our day that have been manipulative. And maybe they evolved the character a little bit and make her not as crazy. Um... I thought for her first week, she was okay. I, I thought she, she worked for the first week. I'm, again, I'm not sold on it long term, but I thought it was a solid first week as the Raw GM. So it was a mixed bag. But when you look at the positive that was in the show, that really would have been a very good two-hour show. Take all the other crap out and just keep the stuff that was good. You got a pretty solid two hours. And I get it, you got to replace certain things, but man, there's just too much in, in that show. It just to me, seemed like time killers. And, and the show just to me never got any sort of momentum going. Uh, every time you thought it was going to get going and kind of really, really take off, that, you know, they had to throw in another time killer. So that was, that was my biggest issue with Raw. Like, I, I would almost, if I was grading it, I guess I'd probably give it like a C. Maybe a C plus. Like there was a lot that I did like in the show, but when when you're throwing in that much garbage, it just really took away from from some solid work on the show. Um, so, what are your thoughts? We got less than 15 minutes left in the show. You want to talk about Raw? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call, and we do have someone on the line. Caller, are you there? Are you there, caller? And caller is not there. So we were so inundated with calls today. We're kind of all over the place ending the show. So I'm going to jump right from the WWE into a little TNA talk uh, because our poll question this week was, who do you think is going to win the BFG series? And I love the BFG series. So, uh, to me, you take you know matches that would rel- would mean nothing. Uh, and, and you give it something. It, it's and it, it works well. If I was a writer for TNA, this is gold because it's easy. You, you kind of slot. The, oh, it's a bound for glory match. It, 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 I mean, for lack of a better term, it's a cop out. 
you can make you can just throw matches together um and just slap the the label at the BFG series match and all of a sudden the match matters. It means something. It adds a little credibility, a little urgency to the match. Um so I really like what they do with this. It it's a, a long lead into their pay per view of the year. Uh it it works week in and week out to have the BFG series matches. And and you got some good uh people participating in it. Uh, so our poll question was, who do you think is going to win the uh, BFG series? And this is the other reason I like this series. Because when we look at the poll, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven people, seven wrestlers, seven performers that got votes. And that's great. That's what works for pro wrestling. When you, you can make the case for a number of people winning, that's good for the business. That's good TV. It's good wrestling. So when I look at the poll question, just to let you all know the results, as luck would have, Agnes, Rob Van Dam, the Pope, Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and Chris Daniels actually all got zero. Those guys will not win. Um, surprising me the most in that getting no votes was Anderson. Anderson. Um, I, I thought he would get a, a few votes. I don't think he's going to win, but I thought there'd be a few of our listeners out there that would think he would win. Um, I was actually surprised also Rob Van Dam didn't at least get a mention. Um, but those guys got zero votes. Uh, going up, we have Bully Ray, AJ Styles, and Robbie E, actually. Surprising that Robbie E is actually got a vote. Um, but they all garnered 4% of the vote. Um and I don't know, I, out of those three, I mean, I'd love to see Bully Ray, but I don't think they would go that way. Definitely, I don't think Robbie E. I think in those three, AJ Styles, perhaps a legit contender. Although, I don't think I'd for him either. Uh, moving up on the poll question, Kurt Angle gets 8% of the vote. Legitimate, legitimate contender for the BH Series. Uh, you know, I know everyone has to say that Shawn Michaels is the greatest in-ring competitor ever. But I may just have to disagree with that because Kurt Angle may be the best in-ring competitor ever to set foot in the squared circle, and he garnered 8% of the vote. Jeff Hardy with 12% of the vote, and James Storm with 28% of the vote. The winner with 40% of the vote is Samoa Joe, which uh, that kind of surprised me, and I'm, I I would love it. I, I'm a big fan of Samoa Joe, so I'd, I'd like to see it. Conventional Wisdom... I would think you'd, you'd lean towards a James Storm or a Jeff Hardy would be those guys that you think win the BFG series. However, uh, I'd like to see a Samoa Joe, especially last year, didn't perform too well uh, in the BFG series, and now he's uh, you know he's up near the top, so I wouldn't see him win it. But I, I was kind of surprised in the poll question that Samoa Joe was the winner. But you know what? That's just it. See, with the TKRS Nation, man, you guys get it. You guys get it. Like, you know, other people would say, oh, it's got to be AJ Styles. No. You guys get it. You go a little bit out of the box. You know, you think about these things. You think about all the angles. And that's why, when it comes to this show, a guy like Samoa Joe will win a poll question like that and not the obvious choices because what we got here on this show is the smart, educated wrestling fans, the guys who get it. And that's and we have, like, we, that's why we got the indie stuff going on, and we got we have WWE Hall of Famers calling this show. We got we got everything going on here. We got our, we got our hands in just about everything in the wrestling business. So uh, thank you all who participated in the poll question. And like I said, coming up 
in the near future, we're going to be conducting our poll on the top 10 SummerSlam matches of all time. want to get as many votes as possible on that thing. It's going to be a cool segment. We're going to talk about that um, on the SummerSlam show. And we're going to have Dave live in studio for our SummerSlam show. So it should be a fun roundtable discussion on the best SummerSlam match of all time. So once we get that posted, go check out thekennedyshow.com. And, uh, you know... Let us know what you think, you know. Just just uh, let us know what your favorite SummerSlam match is of all time. And you know what? It's time for it. It's time for it. And you know what it's time for. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. go it's the ken reedy show nod of approval that's we do this each and every week and you know i think we got a lot of new listeners this week which is really cool welcome aboard the bus we are pleased to have you so we'll explain to you what exactly the nod of approval is because i know right now you're probably thinking that was a hell of a soundbite hell of a soundbite what is this nod of approval and i will tell you the nod of approval is something in the world of pro wrestling that you just you were watching and you just sat back and you nodded to yourself. Could be a match, could be a performance, could be a show, could be a promo, could be something out of the box, but something in the world of wrestling that you almost you just had to kind of lean back and silently nod to yourself. And, uh, and that's what we do each every week. The, the nod of approval. Uh, we get on your Facebook. If you want to get on there, you know, a little bit left in the show, but. Uh, we had posts there, nod of approval. Ontario Hewitt, great supporter of the show, always participating on the Facebooks. Already got a match up there for our SummerSlam show. Um, but Ontario Hewitt says, Daniel Bryant gets my nod. No matter what he does, it's impressive. Um, I think it was a solid week for Daniel Bryant. And as much as I did not like the psych eval, again, I, I put that in the category of time killer. Um, he did the best with it. Not my tea, wouldn't have written the show, but I, I think as a performer, you know, back in the day, they used to say that John Belushi would find uh, sketches uh, and Saturday Night Live that were thrown in the garbage, and he would do his best to make uh, make them work um, for something that I wasn't crazy about. But Daniel Bryan was entertaining. Um, you know, great match with uh, Sheamus, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed when he got in the face of the, the fan. Um, don't know if that was a plant. Didn't look like it was a plant to me. Um, so I thought it was cool that he was able to find a fan out there and kind of get in his face. So, uh, you know, great, Ontario. Uh, thanks for supporting the show and, and you know, being there on the Facebook. Uh, but, yeah, do a, I could I could live with that. That's a good nod of approval. Uh, for myself this week, um, as I said earlier in the show yesterday, I was uh, – Lucky enough, uh, was a, the Ken Show is a sponsor of an autograph signing uh, put out by M&J Collectibles, uh, Matt Hardy and Rebby Sky. And uh, honestly, for that day, Matt and Rebby get my nod of approval. And I'll tell you why. Most of us have gone to signings. We've all gone there. We've all gotten our stuff signed. And you know what? We go and we wait online and we get our stuff signed and we leave. 
And this is a time where I actually got, you know, I worked the signing and I tried to help out, but uh, I got to watch how a signing unfolds. And, you know, it's interesting that fans of all walks of life, you have good fans, you have nice fans, sometimes you have some weird fans, sometimes you have very talkative fans, uh, sometimes you have intense fans. Um, I'll tell you, like, I sat there for three-plus hours, and Matt and Rebby not once did they cop attitude, not once did they turn someone away. Um, I watched them smile for everybody. Any person that came up to Matt that started talking about a match or a, or a pay-per-view or something, Matt stopped and talked to them. He gave every fan there... Uh, there are a few minutes. If you're if you're a big Matt Hardy fan, and you went to this signing, you walked away feeling like not that you just got a sign, but that you actually had a moment with uh, Matt Hardy, and and that's cool, man. Like you're a fan, you there's not much more you can give your fans than to give them a moment. And I was just really impressed watching. Uh, you know, there are a couple of guys with uh, disabilities that I saw come by. Matt was great with them. Uh, you know, he he. Posed them. He, he created pictures. He would tell people how to stand. Um, he, he was hugging kids. You know, kids were running up hugging him. Um, he was putting kids hold if they wanted that for their picture. Uh, Rebby was great. Anyone who wanted a hug, uh, you know, uh, take a picture. Uh, she was great. And they weren't just poses. You know, they, they they took time to pose and talk with the fans. And I I just thought for three hours because man, I was getting exhausted just being there for three hours. And I would think. You know, they they have their flights and they fly in. You know, they flew in from North Carolina for the weekend, and it, it's lengthy. You know, and granted, look, I'd love to sign up. I'd love for that to be my job. But that being said, it's still they're human, they're people. And when I sat there for three hours, I'm thinking they got to be exhausted. Um, they still they did not they did not not smile for anybody who who came up there, and I thought that was really cool, and I was I was impressed by it because. We do. Everyone's out there and loves to throw out the horror stories um, about people and their signings and, and celebrities not being cool. And to be able to have a moment and say, hey, you know, here are two celebrities that were really, really cool to each and every one of their fans. Um, I, I'd like to take that moment to do that. And and Rebby also was doing signing with a, a burnt hand. And so we hope her hand is better, and they both of them wrestled the night before and, and were pretty banged up. So, uh, kudos to Matt and Rebby for giving the fans um, what they deserve today, and I was very impressed. So, for this week, uh, they get my nod of approval. The Ken Reading Show nod of approval. Well, and there you have it. There is our nod of approval with these storms in the area. Unfortunately, we lost Dave at some point, so we're going to get him back next week. We'll get Dave back on the line next week. You know, we love having Dave on here. But you know what? That This is what rocks about you guys out there because we had trouble. We had, you know, Dave was out there drumming up business for the Ken Reedy show. Storms come in, and you know what? 
the TKRS Nation, you guys stepped up, man. And we had this show running on autopilot because you guys were great. Love hearing from you. Love we heard from, like, many personalities of, like, one person. So this was an eventful night. Um, thank you all for listening. Again, tune in every week. This is the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talks, 6 to 8 p.m., Every Sunday night, talking about the world of pro wrestling. We hit the indie scene, TNA, WWE. We hit everything you want to talk to. So you give us a call. Let us know what you want to hear, and we'll give you the time to get your opinion out there. For everyone involved in the Ken Reedy Show, I am Ken Reedy. Thank you for tuning in. Good night.